when I followed a course for um, being a first responder in the workplace, the first, because I take the course um, here to have to be certified, you have to take the course every two years. So the first time ever I took the course um, as I was a team leader in a previous life in one of my old jobs, the um, the instructor, really nice guy, funny guy, funny guy, he approached me, introduced himself and everything, and basically he introduced himself to the, to the room, basically, and he was saying, who's your ICE? He pointed out every single participant in the group. It was like, who's your ICE? It's like, what are you talking about? Who's your ICE? And he turned to every single person. Everybody was wondering, what are you talking about? Okay, I understand that I probably caught you guys off guard, and that was actually a trick question, is just to see how many people here understood what the term ICE stands for. And he proceeded to telling us that ICE is basically an acronym in case of emergency. It was another way of telling us, in case of an emergency, who is your contact? Who are the first responders supposed to contact in case of an emergency if something happens to you? If you fall flat on your face, if you have a stroke, if you are in an accident, if we pull out of your wallet or your phone, your phone is locked. Who is your ICE? You know, do you have a card or a piece of paper written in your phone, ICE, contact this person? Or do you have an emergency bracelet, bracelet I'm sorry, that says, in case of emergency, you get the idea. So who is your ICE? And that was the first time I was exposed, because we all take it for granted that, oh, yeah, and like, you know, in case if something happens, like, you know, obviously they're going to call so-and-so, so-and-so, but suppose you're dealing with a perfect stranger, a first responder, who doesn't know you in any way, shape, or form, but who's here and wants to provide you with the best possible care in the quickest and most efficient amount of time. How are they supposed to contact your loved ones or a person of, of um, next of kin? How are they going to know that? You need to be able to streamline that process. And it re- really woke us up, all of the participants. We were like, damn, he's got a point. It's like, who is your ICE? Now, in the age of this, he gave us a bunch of tips. He was like, you can either, if you have a cell phone, wonderful. Of course, your cell phone is locked. Nobody wants access to all your contacts, obviously, and everybody respects your privacy. But most phones right now have a feature if you have an old flip phone, like it was at the time, because like, you know, this was, you know, still at the time where people still had flip phones. If you have a flip phone, you can just enter in your contacts and you can just, instead of home or honey or baby or, you know, mother or whatever, it can do something very simple. Just type ICE. So the person, if it's, you know, if it's ICE, you just scroll down. You have that contact and you dial. It's like, okay, I have the phone of this person, and this person needs immediate assistance. Could you help us with the uh, no necessary information? That's great. But now, in this age of modern cell phones, you know, streamlining this process in 2018, your phone is locked, and I get with the entire aspect of, like, privacy, and nobody wants to unlock my phone and everything and la-di-da. But just saying that your phone, when you turn it on, you do have the option of emergency call. And if you take my phone, for example, do you have emergency call with the uh, login screen? You tap emergency call and you have my emergency contacts, my ICE. Who are these ICE for me? You have uh, first person would be my brother-in-law, my wife's brother, because I trust him to deal with any unfortunate news about me 
more in the method of cold zero. If you don't know what cold zero is, it's basically a military term, mostly for snipers. Basically, that point of mental state or physical calm that you reach just before you perform your assignment. Cold zero. So I trust my brother-in-law to keep a calm head in all situations, no matter what happens, because these situations have happened before where I can always, could have always relied on him to stay perfectly calm and deal with the situation in the most efficient manner possible. So I would definitely trust him to be the person of contact and to know what to do if he gets the call. So that would be my first contact. My second contact is actually my wife, because then she has, obviously has to be notified. She doesn't want to be the last one to hear about it. And my third contact, just in case nobody can reach my wife, would be um, my other brother-in-law, which would be uh, my uh, wife's sister's husband. So those three people are definitely my circle of trust, my immediate circle of trust, because I close my eyes and I think, if something happens to me, what is the most efficient, most streamlined chain of command or execution that needs to be put in place? And these are the three essential people that need to be contacted. It has nothing to do with importance or affection or whatsoever because I do have siblings, but unfortunately, none of my, you know, my side of the family, everybody's abroad. So right now, geographically speaking, in terms of confidence and reliability and efficiency, yet again, that those would be the three people. So I definitely encourage you guys to actually have such a system in place because Nobody knows, and tomorrow is never promised. Today is a gift. I would add just a little footnote on that one. Phones are terrific, but don't just trust them, because suppose a car, I have an accident in my car, and my phone is just shattered. Something happens to me. Or, like I said, something happens to me in the office, something as simple. Nothing as tragic as a car accident, but something as simple as having an illness in the office, what happens? I take great care, and I've done this for my past three jobs. I have a colleague I can rely on. Not You don't necessarily have to be somebody like you know you have dinner with every day, but someone, if you spend more than eight hours with these people, chances are you have a lot of conversation. You've come to rely on each other and trust each other and talk to each other. And if you're entertaining toxic relationships within your office or work environment, do yourself a favor, either change jobs or find somebody that you can actually agree with just to make your day just a little bit more enjoyable. But that's probably a, a podcast for uh, for a future recording. But uh, all this to say that for my past three jobs, I've always reached out to one or two colleagues with a short piece of paper or a quick email or just short requests. Look, listen. I'm not saying now, I'm not saying tomorrow, I'm not saying next week. This could probably never happen. But here's a list. Right, I just pull out a piece of envelope or something I typed or a quick email like, listen, these are these three people. This is who they are. These are their names. And this is their immediate phone numbers. If something ever happens to me within the course of the office, these are the people you need to contact. All right? So they might not have access to my phone. But at least they'll know what to do. And it's important. If you guys have seen the movie Seven Pounds, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But if you have seen Seven Pounds, you, are t you know the type of process that I'm talking about. 
I sh- it's very important that you understand that you cannot leave things up to chance. And it's very important in the case of emergency that this process be as streamlined and as efficient as possible for the well-being of both you and your loved ones. Have an ICE in place. Find a colleague or a person that you trust to execute and record your emergency contact list on your phone and notify the appropriate people that they are your ICE because some people don't even know that they're your emergency contacts. So it's very, very important that they know. So three steps. Have an ICE list in place. Make it accessible. Notify a colleague, a friend, or a close one that they are the ICE. And, of course, stay safe out there. This has been a little bit uh, long-winded, but I just thought that would be very important because, like I said, tomorrow is never promised. Today is a gift. And I'm hoping that you guys stay safe out there. Stay awesome.